Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, Ghostbusters fans. Are you ready? This is a fun episode for September 17th, 2018. Welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossword Podcast. Uh, this week on the show, we have some very, very late-breaking news. We have two very, very late-breaking news items, which are going to be a whole lot of fun to discuss here. Uh, up at the top, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters Fan Fest 2019, and then we're going to talk about some Eagle Moss stuff. It's going to be a fun one. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Hey there, everybody. This is Troy. I'm cutting into the broadcast here for some late-breaking news. Yes, I mean, this is as late as literally this morning as you are listening to this. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ghostbusters Fan Fest 2019 in celebration of the 35th anniversary is is live, is on the air, is ready for your uh, ticket purchase consumption. So I know what you're saying. You're saying... Troy, exactly what what does that mean? Well, here's what happened. This morning, uh, Monday, September 17th, uh, as this episode is going live at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, you can go to wizardworld.com or ghostbusters.com and you can be the first person, well, you can't be the first, but I'm sure somebody's already beaten you to it. If you're listening to this and you don't have your ticket, somebody's beaten you to it, but you can, you can guarantee your admission to the Ghostbusters Fan Fest at uh, Sony Pictures Studios in Culver City, California. Yes, they're opening the door to the Chocolate Factory once again for all of us fans to invade and to, uh, to have a, a little bit of a celebration for the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. There's going to be panels, there's going to be announcements, there's going to be a ton of uh, licensees with products. Uh, we, we've heard word that there's going to be some special parties and some once-in-a-lifetime VIP opportunities, so this is a pretty cool thing. So, uh, basically, all you need to do is you go to uh, Ghostbusters.com. See, my daughter is super excited for this. All you need to do is go to Ghostbusters.com or WizardWorld.com. Uh, you need to put down this refundable deposit. Uh, that goes toward your first ticket of whatever choosing you have. I guess they're still working on the uh, the packages, whatever those... Like the, the full weekend price, the one day pass, the VIP that gets you front of the line pass, the the Ivan Reitman photo op pass. I don't know. I have no idea what the passes are going to be. But that $100 that you put down is going to go toward your ticket. Uh, and it's a refundable deposit, so if things change, you can always get that money back. But the good news is it goes toward whatever your ticket is that you want. Uh, as I understand, you have to do one per ticket. So if you want to reserve two tickets, you got to put down two deposits uh, and so on and so forth. But uh, at any rate, uh, they will have more announcements uh, on Ghostbusters Fan Fest. We've heard through sources soon. Uh, we'll get a sense of who the guests are going to be and what some of the events and plans and stuff are. Um, there are going to be special travel packages for hotel rooms, flights, and things like that that you can get through wizardworld.com. So if you're putting down this deposit and you don't have travel booked, uh, don't sweat it. You will have an opportunity to get some discounted travel and hotel accommodations as well. 
Man, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, the cross trip is going to be there. Chris and I are uh, putting together some fun plans for you guys uh, that are coming out to attend in Los Angeles. It's going to be a wild ride. A one, one hell of a party. A surprise party for us. Wow. Anyway, um, so I guess that's all I've got for this breaking news. We're going to get back into the regular show. Chris is going to join me here, but uh, I do want to send some well wishes out to uh, basically the entire eastern seaboard of the United States right now. Uh, South Carolina, Atlanta, uh, Florida, we know you guys are getting pummeled by a, a uh, hurricane, so boy, uh, just uh, never can really say anything in these uh, circumstances. Just stay safe if you've uh, been evacuated, hopefully you are safe and, and out of harm's way, and if you uh, have been told to evacuate and you have not, please do so. Why are you listening to a Ghostbusters podcast? Get out of there, get all of your belongings into a car and leave, okay? Promise me? Okay, good. All right, so without any further uh, further delay, Ghostbusters Fan Fest, it's worth, it's worth cutting in here. So <laughs> with, without any further delay, let's get into the rest of the episode with the news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris. Well, uh, as as mentioned, let's start um, with something that was in the top of our show last week. That was mm-hmm. that I I even at the time called wildly irresponsible. <laughs> and okay, uh, I should have known. I should have known better. I should have known that I should. It, it we should have been more journalistic about it. We should have not speculated about things. No, no, no. Okay, stop, 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 stop. <sighs> we were very clear. That we were speculating I, I th- wildly I we were. for fun. I thought we were, but then I saw, you know, the our our Deutschland uh, Ghostbusters uh, counterparts who ran with it. I, I'm really <laughs> hoping. I I looked at the translation and I'm like, okay, at least it doesn't say like confirmed that this is happening and they're using us as a source. But um, so so let me fill you in if you don't know what I'm talking about. Last week on the show. Uh, I had been listening to Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's Fat Man on Batman, now Fat Man Beyond podcast. And he does, he has a little update about his secret project that everybody has been speculating about. It's a Star Wars Netflix show. It's a Marvel Netflix show. It's uh, everybody and their grandma has talked about what they thought Kevin Smith is working on. And Kevin Smith, I think, has been having some fun with it himself. You know, telling people it's not a superhero, it's not Star Wars. Are you kidding me? They wouldn't let me play in their sandbox. Um, so he's he's kind of fed into it by giving people hints and dropping hints, whatever. So on that podcast, he mentioned uh, he took a meeting for the secret project and it was in Santa Monica and he felt bad about complaining about driving to Santa Monica because one of the people involved flew in from Ontario, Canada for the meeting and me, uh, the Ghostbusters fan, who thought there's no way in hell that Kevin Smith is working on Ghostbusters, immediately perked up and said, <laughs> what? Maybe this is Ghostbusters. And you and I talked about it on the show. And yes. and, I, and like you said, you and I talked about there's no way that this is happening. There's no way that Kevin Smith is involved in a Ghostbusters series because we know it's a series. And that would be a totally different direction of what we've heard in the pipeline is happening. Uh, why would they be working on a live action series that nobody knows about? Um, but it was it was fun to speculate about it. Yes, it was uh, crazy speculation. No, it was un- it was completely unfounded. It was based upon me 
perking to people that live in Toronto, which has a population of X million people, so it could be anybody. <laughs> yes, I, Ivan Reitman is the one and only the, filmmaker Ivan Reitman, in and, and we, we, we mentioned that Dan Aykroyd Summers in Ontario. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd. So, uh, and, Jason, and Jason Reitman. Oh, shoot, there's a lot of them. There's it a could lot be anybody. There really are, and I know that <laughs> Ivan is Toronto's son. You know, the Toronto International Film Festival is kind of Ivan's baby. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I made those connotations. I drew those lines. We speculated about it on the podcast. I made the mistake of making that like the headline of the podcast and putting an image of Kevin Smith because I didn't have any other images to put. Next thing I know, you and I are being linked to as fans speculating, rumors circulating that Kevin Smith is circling a Ghostbusters project. And I see people tweeting at Kevin Smith like, is it true? Are you working on Ghostbusters? And I'm like, oh, no, what did we, what have I done? I have fed the machine that all I do is complain about on this podcast, and it's my fault, and I did it. So here's here's what I did. I I I, I took the in in the the integrity of a journalist, and I applied it to what we should be doing here on the podcast. And I reached out to a few people, <laughs> and I have talked to sources who have confirmed, and we can say here on the podcast. Kevin Smith is not working on a Ghostbusters series. It is not called Ghostbusters Beyond. It is not on Netflix. <laughs> Ivan Reitman did not fly from Toronto to Santa Monica for a uh, meeting. Um, it was just us having some fun, and it turned into us being not even. We weren't even linked back. I I know I know. <sighs> Click your tongue at me all you want. It's I've. It's the Ben Stiller rumors all over again. It really is. It's. I mean, it. it only, only, only you started it. I helped. Fine. I know, but the problem is, it's like these are the fun conversations that we as fans love to have. All right, let's talk about our ideal Ghostbusters cast. Like just today in the edit bay, I was talking with my editor about who would we want to see play Superman now that Henry Cavill is out, and if I had that conversation on the podcast and some movie blog picked up on it and said, rumors are that army hammer is now being considered for Superman. Like, well, no, there's no rumor. It was me talking to Chris on a podcast about it. But anyway, it was, I, I should not have done it. I feel terrible. (laughs) Oh, well, what's done is done. What's done is done. So yes, uh, uh, to confirm what doesn't need to be confirmed because it never existed in the first place. Should never have the secret Kevin Smith project according to sources, is not Ghostbusters. And I'm sorry to report that. Now it's in the news, so we can say that uh, that's not what it was. And then we can move on. And I'm sorry. I make I make amends. I'm small. You are all big. I am I, I feel like we're the, uh, that uh, cartoon or t-shirt or whatever it is of the, the two terror dogs, the terror dog shaming. Oh, yeah. Was it I so, Summon uh, the Destroyer and the other one's I Helped? I Helped. Like, I started a Ghostbusters rumor. I Helped. <laughs> I Helped. Anyway, so um, I, I will translate this off Deutsch and I will pass it along to the Deutschland Ghostbusters who I know were really, really excited about this. Hopefully nothing will be lost in translation. Achtung, nine <laughs> Kevin Smith uh, Ghostbusters. Kevin Smith Geist, is Geist Jager. involved involved in <laughs> den ghostbusters spiele i don't know what dray beer <laughs> dry whiskies um all right anyway quick breaking news uh, item here chris and this is something that uh, maybe we'll uh, 
do? It, it, because it's it's literally happening as we're recording this here, so I yes. don't have a whole lot of details. But uh, Die Hardest 13, he's actually German, so it's probably Die Hardest 13, speaking of our German friends. Um, <laughs> Die, Die, Die Hardest. Die Hardest. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. <laughs> That's some pretty sweet German metal. Uh, <laughs> That's some German hip-hop, thank you very much. Oh, okay. All right. I actually, thought you were going metal. <laughs> No, one of my trips, I stumbled upon a song called uh, Die Leute by a group called Fünfstern Deluxe. Fünfstern really Deluxe, that's funny. Yeah, I explained it to people. It's like uh, if uh, Thor, God of Thunder, decided he was going to, you know, uh, <laughs> be, like, like they're all they're all pretty German and they're all pretty hip hop and it's great. But then there's this one guy who's just got this deep voice. It's just kind of it's oh kind my of, god! Oh, it's the God of Thunder! Hooray! He's about to throw. He's about to spit some rhymes. Anyway, sorry. Uh, uh, so all right. So so our German our German friend on uh, Instagram has hit us up here. Uh, apparently this this. Uh, so Eagle Moss, I don't know if you're familiar with these guys. They they've done like no, a subscription based DeLorean uh, like model kit uh, in the past. Yes, you're familiar because of your your BTTF yeah, predilection. But I love a Back to the Future. This but, is a surprise to me, and yeah. actually, from what little I know, I'm kind of intrigued because. So so I guess it looks to it looks to me based upon this Instagram post that he's sent us uh, that Eagle Moss the the Hero Collector series that they do they are going to be doing a uh, Ectomobile uh, subscription club like they've done with the the DeLorean um, it looks to be I mean I would wager this is probably like the one eighth scale kind of like the DeLorean right. is and uh, one well, of those okay, things where you you buy the magazine or you sign up and you get the magazine that has the instructions with all the pieces in it and right so we we're trying to find out some some more specifics because as you say this is developing right now but let's yeah uh, we'll get into that next week but let's move to the sidetrack what exactly so what did the back to the future one like for example what did that what did so, you get with that one so the back to the future one you it started out like it's it's basically every month i i can't remember how often you get these subscriptions but uh you get a magazine and then like a piece or a couple of pieces that you end up adding to your model so everybody in theory is building this thing together or in the same stages as as everybody else is um, and it, it ends up working that you, you get like, it's, there's like trading cards, kind of like a, a binder that you put all these magazines in and you end up having like a big book that you have at the end that gives you Ooh. all the tiny details of the car, um, and some history and some, uh, I mean, I, th- I think this one was really the, the back to the future one, I guess, was completely, um, inspired by the restoration that they did on the car. So they had all these guys talking about all of the different pieces and what they were made out of and, just very, very cool stuff. And then they also do incentives like bonuses. If you pay a certain extra amount per month, you get a t-shirt or you get a hardcover book or you get a license plate or, uh, right. you, you get, uh, like the die cast version, uh, you get the, of, of certain pieces or Chrome version of certain pieces. So, um, this, this, so this, this is... has the potential of being something very cool. The problem is we don't yeah. have any details on it right now because <laughs> literally as you and I are recording, nowhere. we just got a, a notification on our phones here that this is happening. So, so this is kind of like when you crack open your Lego sets and they have everything organized into packs, like e- open this pack yeah, now, Yeah, but you're basically buying the packs individually, essentially. So it's, it's like that. Only for not for Lego, but for like a model kit, a traditional glue it together model kit. 
jammed with a like a loot crate, I guess. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. essentially. So it's something to look forward to uh, in the mail, and then it gives you something to do every time you get the pieces. You're adding to your your diecast model or your your one eighth scale model, I guess I should say. I, so I kind of like that. Like yeah. I feel as somebody who's got like a wall of model kits that I still haven't gotten to. They're they're sort of like the well, I'll start my diet tomorrow. Like it just seems like but starting is a model kit is a big thing. Yeah. Where whereas if I got like what like here's the here's the the wheels and the chassis right and i'm like yeah there's so for the next 15 minutes you know, here i go half hour here i go whatever 15, it ends up being 15 know. minutes when was the last time you made a model kit but <laughs> uh but essentially right you, you're like well i'm gonna get another one in a month so between now and then i will find the two three yeah yeah evenings to sit down and put this together and then i sit around and then when that's up i can whatever like look at cards yeah. Try on my t-shirt, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it's a cool. I am intrigued. It's like being being part of a club, which makes it kind of fun too. So um, so <laughs> sit sit tight. We'll get more information on this because it is. Uh, it, it seems oh. like this maybe. I think it's on an eBay auction or something. So this may not be something that we're supposed to quite know about yet either. Well, um, okay. But oh, oh, I got Airfix Netflix. That's what it is. Air. Yeah, that's okay. Eh. Uh, I'm not as clever as I think I am, but I had to get it out there. <laughs> subscription models. What do you call a subscription models. model service? Uh, Airfix Netflix. Air, yeah. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy <laughs> it. Until Netflix sues you and then... Oh. Anyway. Your wife tolerates you. You tolerate me. It's just the circle of life. <laughs> circle of life. All right, let's see. What else do we have here on the, the rundown to get into? Um, so let's move on to real news. Uh, Ghostbusters World. I feel like this is going to be something that we talk about quite a bit over the next couple of weeks here. Yes. Uh, we had a hunch. We, we had, had a hunch. A hunch I think, and it you, feels better and better all the time. Yeah. I, th- I mean, you had called out. You you felt like they were going to do maybe like a soft launch or a beta launch or something, and then we get into a, a bigger launch. And I feel like that is gearing up. Like that machine is turning uh, yeah. because this, the social media stuff that we were talking about last week, that's really turning. In fact, a video went up today that said like, get ready. Yeah. It's coming. Uh, yeah, so see, when we first heard about it and we only saw a little bit of footage and all that, it was hard to tell how much was done or how far out it was. So we couldn't tell whether it was inside this year or into oh, the new year. And it's, it's gotta be now. I mean, with the money that but, you spend on social media campaigns and the content that they're creating, it's gotta be yeah. close. Well, let's put it yeah. this way. And this is when we talked about it before. It became very clear that it was going to be inside this year when they had that giant and not inconsiderably priced, uh, uh, setup outside San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. Yeah. That is not a see you in, you know, eight months kind of thing. That is <laughs> so, see yeah, you see in you a October 2019. Months. Yeah. Yeah. That's a few. So, and then we were speculating if, well, like all ghost things, ghost things, ghostbusters, you try to figure out, depending on what it is, is it out in time for Christmas present or out in time for Halloween? And in this case, a mobile app always, it's, it's, it's not something you buy, you know, for Timmy, so yeah so if you're gonna put it out you put it out prior to Halloween so and then yeah and the look I think they're every couple of days a new uh you know social media post goes up like <laughs> although I I called no way on one of them which was they had four of the ghosts and it was like uh post the emoji for the which which one you trap <laughs> and it's like well that's some bad ghost busting you need to trap them all yeah <laughs> 
Uh, what, you That's, can't you can't pick and choose. This is not Sophie's choice. You you gotta you've got an uh, obligation as a Ghostbuster whoa, to whoa, trap them hey, all. Whoa. whoa, 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 rookie! Did you bring one trap? <laughs> oh, rookie! Green move. <laughs> Green move. Yeah, exactly. That is a slime green move. That's Bush League. <laughs> and, but uh, yeah, it, this is all the earmarks now of after the San Diego Comic-Con, big reveal, show to the world, hands people getting hands-on with it there. Uh, Greg Miller. What? By the way, we'll know it's right around the corner when Greg Miller, act, that thing he did actually shows up. Yeah, so. I'm sure that's going to hit soon. And and Greg Greg is excited. I mean, Greg's very excited about a lot of things, as we've seen with his shirtless Spider-Man uh, videos lately. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, the fact that he's excited makes me excited for it. Well, and, and other game uh, publications, too, have called out what how impressed they've been by it not being just a knockoff of Pokemon Go, that it's got merit uh, to yeah. it, and there are things that you want to play, and it keeps you coming back, and... So, Which is actually the the fact of the matter is it could have been a Pokemon Go knockoff and that still kind of would have been okay because I mean it would have been Ghostbusters. Yeah. So for those of us that are, you know, oh yeah, Pokemon cute and then walk away. Well, Pokemon only Ghostbusters even better. But the fact that they've they've apparently uh, you know they've they've they put some time and effort into coming up with something. Ghostbusters unique. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, we still don't know when, but soon. I, we don't soon. have to wait much longer, I don't think. Yeah, and I yeah, so we'll we'll keep you guys posted. I mean, the good news is the social media machine is running, you know, uh, fast and furious, so there's a good chance that you will know immediately when there's a release date. But uh we'll keep you posted on that cuz I have a feeling we'll have more news on that soon. Um, well, here, if if we go on the assumption that it's Halloween, which is a good working assumption now. Yes. That means, where are we? We're mid-September, which means you have to announce two weeks? At least. A, be, between a, yeah. I mean, if it's going to be Halloween, they got to let us know by the start of October. And then it becomes a one month, get us all freaking hyped and... Well, and I'd Chomping imagine this is bit, something right? that has so. in-game purchases, so they'll probably start running some ads for it somewhere, even if it's just digital ads or banners or takeovers yeah. or things like that. So, yeah, there's there's going to well, be some lead-up time. You remember, though, like, was it the earlier? It was one of the Ghostbusters games. I can't remember if it was that, uh, the, the little 2D side one or the... The, the earlier AR or the one. Paranormal Blast. Yeah. Paranormal Blast. But we were, um, we were, uh, Canada was the testing ground. That's the one thing that's kind of confused me right oh, now is yeah. if you're going to put a mobile app out, especially a high profile one, um, you put it into the wild somewhere. And the usual places are like, well, sometimes Canada, Australia. But we haven't heard anything yet. So. I don't know. That'll be another key sign because yeah. they only did it. The Canada soft launch was like a month before uh, the U.S. got it. Well, and it could the, be whatever like, that. I mean, let's see. We're with September. Where are we now? As you're listening to this, it's September 12th. So, yeah. uh, you know, the, maybe if they're aiming for a Halloween launch, maybe we're about to hear that it's soft launching or people are going to have it in their hands in Australia uh, in the next week or two. Um that, you can't that lie would to be us, Australia. Guess. You have internet. If you have it, you have to tell us, right? <laughs> Australia. Well, 
Can't hear you, mate. There's no internet. <laughs> Shut up. You do have internet. <laughs> Tell us if you get the game. Uh, yeah. There, if anybody out there is listening and you have the game, hit us up. Because maybe we don't <laughs> even know. Maybe it's in your area and... Uh, you've been testing it for a month and we have no idea and then it's going to drop tomorrow and it's going to be like Look, the VR thing. I didn't thing. spend man months and thousands of dollars setting up fake Apple uh, <laughs> store accounts for dozens of countries, okay? <laughs> Let me know. I, <laughs> I have this one song that I heard on the Misfits uh, television series that I had to buy in the UK store and it just sort of floats around in my lost. Where are all my UK music files? <laughs> You you can get uh, it. You can get it. Yes. Uh, Anyways, well, so podcast bet. Podcast bet. Uh, it's it's. There's no way it's going out as a Christmas thing, and yeah. it's no way it's going out in 2019. So podcast bet that by Halloween. All right. I I would imagine. That's what I'm so, I mean, look at look at Spirit Halloween stores and all of the push that they're doing for Ghostbusters. I mean, that would make sense. It seems like it's our well, time. Yeah. Ghostbusters my, is Halloween well, do time. Well, you want to hear my. My non-scientific gut feeling is if you're going to put out a cool AR, you know, show a ghost, you know, because you can uh, show the ghost with your, the the camera on so it looks like it's in your environment. You're going to go fight ghosts in the quote unquote real world with this uh, AR stuff and all that. Um, What better time than go and do it on Halloween night, right? Like. You're in your it, suit with your pack, and there's people running around as uh, zombies and mummies and witches and ghosts. Yeah. And, yeah. And, of course, it's more of a Halloween week because Halloween falls on a, a Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, boo. Boo. Well, yeah. actually, that, that's not entirely. <sighs> yeah, kind of boo. It's kind of because you. <sighs> when's the. Yeah, see, if it falls on a Thursday or Friday. You kind of have the excuse that you get to have Halloween the weekend before and after. Yeah. But when it falls on Wednesday, having anything that weekend after just kind of, nah. Uh, yeah, it's already happened. You got to do it that weekend before. Then it's you're like, hey, it's November. Halloween party. Yay. But it does mean then, so say Friday before Halloween up to the Wednesday. Yeah. That's the Halloween week of, you know, have the game and run around and. You know, run through the dry leaves like, uh, uh, like in in the movies and all that, yeah. and, or ET or Halloween. Right? You know, I love it. Pretend, pretend Southern California uh, Halloween <laughs> it actually has seasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. anyways, okay, but yeah. So, so I mean, while we're in that Halloween spirit, uh, good time to mention our IGT contest is still going on. Thank you to yep. uh, the the few people who have submitted voicemails. But we're looking for your companion films to Ghostbusters. The people that have left voicemails have left some pretty good ones. So um, I really just want to encourage you that the bar has been raised. Uh, leave voicemails. I, we are going to pick a winner at random. It it may sway us if you have a really, really, really good entry as to who your Ghostbusters Halloween movie companion may be. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that there is currently a front runner in my quote unquote randomly picked winners <laughs> because... As soon as I saw that it was like the high fidelity thing, I'm like, oh, that's so good. That should have been mine. Wow. So <laughs> at any rate, so uh, leave us a voicemail. If you want to win this IGT prize pack that they've sent over, uh, yep. you, all you got to do is leave the voicemail. Tell us what your Halloween companion film is, and you are automatically entered to win. 
Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So here's, here's the cool thing. There are three news items left, and then we are finally going to get to a discussion topic that we have been putting off for three weeks that I'm very excited about. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, good news for our friends, uh, at old line productions, uh, the ghost heads, fellas, the ghost heads, documentary guys, uh, Bill Murray stories, life lessons learned from a mythical man, which we mentioned last week. Uh, has gotten picked up by Gravitas. Uh, they've got a, a wide distributor. The good news is, uh, unlike Ghostbusters World, we may not have to wait too long to watch this because it is being released on October 25th, right around the corner, Ooh. on digital uh, video on demand and in select theaters. So we will be able to watch this documentary very soon. And the other good news is there's a trailer out there that launched, I don't know, probably about five, six days ago when you listen to this. Um, where the trailer is actually really strong. It's a funny trailer and it really shows the movie off. Well, it's gotten a lot of ink and rolling stone and movie web and uh, variety. All of the big publications have picked up on it because people are excited about this film. So uh, mm-hmm. very, very good to see all those guys uh, succeeding with another film and getting some good press on it. Um, Tom, Tommy Avalon, the director uh, again, one of the producers on ghost heads, uh, so it should, should be a lot of fun. I'm really anxious to hear a lot of these Bill Murray stories. The trailer shows off a couple of them where I was unfamiliar with the footage and I was like, Oh, that's really, that's really funny. There's like a bicyclist who pulls up on the side of the road to talk to some dude and he turns around and it's Bill Murray and you go, what? How that's staged? That can't be real, <laughs> but it is. It's totally true. So, um, yeah. Do you think... <laughs> I don't know if it was just incredibly good timing or incredibly well uh, staged, but do you saw the video of the poor schmuck that tried to? Uh, oh, that's like his whole shtick. The guy that does the Pratt Falls, like the Chevy Chase Pratt that's Falls. That's his thing. That guy, okay, yeah, yeah, that's his thing. He he does these Instagram videos, and I guess he was like a Vine guy too, where he, oh my goodness, I just graduated from college. It's the most amazing thing, in my, and then he just eats it. Uh, eats it. and, and he did the end all be all where he met, uh, Bill Murray. And I think he was in central park. He just happened to come across Bill Murray and he's like, Oh my yeah. God, I'm walking with Bill Murray. And I finally get to do something that I've always wanted to do my entire life. And he starts doing his live from New York and then he eats it over like a bike rack or something. Yeah, that's a. I'm gonna put quotes around the. I just happened to because uh, now that you've told me that, because yeah. I knew. See, I had my suspicions when in the article it said he was a, a an LA based comedian. I'm like, okay, the, this is the, there's a very good chance this is a thing. And then once you've confirmed that this is his, that's shtick, his thing. Yeah, this kind of this kind of falls into the wheelhouse of we want to get some buzz going for a movie yeah. about people running into Bill Murray. Here, let's do this. Well, and the funny uh, thing too is this, this actually hit, like he posted this a month ago, I want to say, and it's, it's had because of the Bill Murray stories documentary, it's gotten a second life because it's, right. people are thinking that it's another Bill Murray story and it's, it's so it's gone the other way. It's, it's actually the inverse of that. He just, yeah, yeah. he, he oh, did well. it now all of a sudden people associate it with the movie, but anyway, well, so good on him. Look, looking forward to that. Maybe we can watch that movie and, and do some, uh, some, some analysis. We won't, we won't yeah. speculate on it because, uh, and, we know what happens, but uh, we'll, t- we'll do some analysis on it when it comes out because it's right around the corner, which is good news. Uh, I think we got a good candidate for a, uh, a commentary track this Christmas. Ooh, oh, that would be fun. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. That would be a good Christmas commentary, like Bill Murray stories, and we can. It's like trading campfire stories about Bill Murray. That would be fun. 
Um, So while we're at it, let's do one update about another documentary that was mentioned last week. We were talking about the Ecto Cooler Resurrection documentary, uh, where you and I were kind of scratching our heads because somebody looped us into it to talk about it, and we had none of the details. And we, we personally, we called down a thunder on Matt Rasmussen, who is the filmmaker who is behind Ecto Cooler Resurgence. And we said, Matt, if you're out there, reach out to us. Uh, cut to Monday morning at 6.37 a.m. Again, our podcast goes live at midnight on Monday morning. So I, I love the fact that people are listening to this that early in the morning. But uh, so Matt, Matt Rasmussen himself reached out to us, said, hey, I heard you wanted to talk about my doc. I'm so honored. What do you want to know? And we said, thanks, Matt. Like everything, dude. What, we don't know anything <laughs> about this. Tell us. So uh, Matt has confirmed it's a full-length feature film documentary that he's been working on for two years about Ecto Cooler. Um, he's he's calling it Boyhood Meets Ghostbusters, so it's like his evolution with Ghostbusters. Um, and he bought every pack of Ecto Cooler that he could find, and the documentary will end when his supply of Ecto Cooler runs out. So um, Matt, I want to tell you right now about type 2 diabetes. Um, it's Wilford Brimley will tell you that it is a very serious thing. You need to check your blood sugar when you're doing this and check it often. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, so he's, he's in the process of doing the super size me documentary where he's drinking all of his ecto cooler. And, uh, in a few years when his supply runs out, these are his words in a few years when his supply runs out, uh, that's when he'll have a cut of the documentary. So, uh, it's, it's a ways out. I still worry about Matt's health. I love Ecto Cooler just as much as everybody else out there. But if he has years and years worth as a supply, just be safe, Matt. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, there's clarification on that particular documentary. Yep. Uh, it's crazy that the CW Duluth was already running an ad for it if it's a few years out. But uh, that's that's some good press, well, Matt. You're doing you're doing God's work out there in terms of publicity. I think the I think. Matt's the first person to beat Michael Tanaka to email us on Monday morning. I have 6 a.m. And Michael did email us about Ghostbusters number six. Uh, and he was very gentle. Thank you, Michael. That was, <laughs> he was very understanding of our current state of mind uh, when we recorded last week. But uh, so we'll have yeah. to revisit his stuff. Although I was, it was interesting to find out that, uh, yeah, Lewis is uh, in uh, Dimension 00D was a uh, SETV character. I thought it he looked was. familiar. Well, I, I mean, we can we can talk about that right now, actually. Let's let's do yeah. a little... Re- and it's it's not spoilerific, really. Uh, we won't get into the spoiler stuff, but so Mr. Michael Tanaka, as he always does, um, I have to correct you, Chris, because Michael will probably correct us. He emailed us at 2.18 a.m. Uh, in the morning. Yeah, I'm looking at the thing now. So All right, he, sorry, Matt, he, you didn't he do it. He beat Matt to it, but... <laughs> well, given how long we talk for, that means he downloads it the minute it goes. Like he he may actually be sitting there hitting refresh, R- real time. He listens <laughs> to it at midnight and then sends it in. But uh, he, he writes a fires off an email and then goes to sleep. That yeah, nah, that's not healthy. Don't do that. But um, so that's so not Rachel, how you should spend your Sunday nights. Uh, Rachel Unglider, like he he confirmed some of the stuff we talked about um in the podcast. Again, I won't get into spoiler territory because we haven't really we haven't really planned this. But I do want to talk about yes, indeed. Uh, the, the one character who shows up who we already did say, and people know that he's coming is, uh, Rick Moranis' Tom Monroe character from SCTV. That's yeah. You he's couldn't part put of your the, finger um, on it, but, uh, what's the, all the, all the, they all have their showbiz characters like, uh, uh, Sammy, um, oh boy. Eugene Levy has, uh, 
Yeah, the sunglasses the, the, wearing dude with the collar popped. Uh, oh God, I yeah, and of. they all, they all, and they all do like the classic, uh, you know, Dean Martin esque, you know, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis or that era of Rat Pack uh, 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 stars doing their their shows and schmoozing with one another and sucking up to one another sort of thing. Yeah, uh, L- Lola Heatherton. Lola Heatherton is yes. part of that. Uh, I had God. a crush on Lola Heatherton. I think I may still have a crush on Lola Heatherton. But uh, grab my SCTV DVDs again. <laughs> but but they all had their their hilarious uh, kind of schmoozy, uh, the '60s hip crowd in the '70s and '80s uh, uh, kind of thing. And yeah, that was uh, Tom Monroe. He had the the big uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like puffy violet. Uh, silk shirt with like the cravat and the open <laughs> the cravat that just is tied around the neck and uh, the shirt's still wide open sort of thing and yeah so I knew it looked familiar thank you Michael for, for sorting that one out was Lola Heatherton the one that Catherine O'Hara played that had the kind of like um, uh, like the, the B. Arthur Golden Girls E hair I'm trying to remember uh no she was she was a singer she was a an amalgamation of a couple of different uh uh starlets and uh she she was always singing she had like the 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 hot male backup dancers she had like the short oh the, yeah the short haircut. yeah that's right she was sort of like the the Tina Marie like the yeah that's right yeah. I remember that one oh man again I gotta pull those DVDs out and watch them again it's like SCTV is one of those things where like I've I vaguely remember that. I need to watch that again. <laughs> it needs to be watched. I I don't know what happened to mine, too. What kills me is I didn't get a good copy, and I think I may have loaned it out and lost it, was uh, an early SCTV that uh, had uh, Rick Moranis uh, doing like a, a, a pair of nerds out on some date, and it, it's, it's proto-Lewis. Yeah, that was, and he's mentioned that a couple of times, that yeah. it was basically his SCTV character that he tapped into when tapped uh, into writing and performing and, yeah but it, it's not and it's not well documented on youtube or anything like that like but anyways yeah. uh anyway so uh okay so uh one more quick news item uh rubies has announced their premium costume line is coming out this uh coming <laughs> month um yep. and and this is uh you know it, it kind of goes a, a hand in hand with their pke meter their goggles uh their trap um they're they're really kind of going all in to give you at least a Wait, okay. semi screen accurate costume. Where who who's spirit or rubies? Oh, I'm sorry, rubies. You're ah, oh, that's right. It's rubies. Yeah, uh, this is this is the thing. Like, because rubies it's not has spirit. Been, it's rubies. Yeah. They've been dragging along some sort of because spirit got to do jumpsuits as well. And they have their d- deluxe jumpsuits or whatever they call them. You're right. You're right. Yeah. This is rubies now, which is different. But Rubies has never let their their uh, license lapse, and they they have everything from the the cheap painter ones with the they every year they pump out the the cheap overhaul or overall yeah. ones with the with the inflatable packs well, and, isn't and on R- up. Rubies is to blame for the sexy Ghostbuster, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, they're responsible for the uh, you know the Slimer dog costume, so that's okay. Yeah. They're they're okay in our <laughs> and and dude, uh, I mean the the sexy go I mean I know that that is uh, don't get me wrong sexy Ghostbuster costume is it holds a very special place in my heart but 
Um, well, not the, the most thing. screen accurate of, no, of costumes. Ladies, no, ladies, it is now. There is no reason to to dress like put yourself in a in a uh, you know one of these uh, mass produced uh, uh, quote sexy whatever costumes. You can now between uh, online where you hit uh, uh, what do we call the shirts there that we like Duffy's uh, Dickies. Duff- Dickies. Dickies, yeah, Duffy's. That's a Duffy's. donut place here in town. That <laughs> it's been gone for years. And the Dickies, what the work shirts, it? the work jumpsuit the places. Di- yeah. Well, they, 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 and uh, other places make, uh, you know, they make um, uh, like uh, dresses, like one piece, you know, uh, jumper dress kind of combos. Uh, if you don't want to sew your own, you can. I've seen, and I've seen at conventions, uh, Ghostbuster fans that have gone out and and bought them and and. Slap the patches on. So between Spirit Halloween and your 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 one trip to Spirit Halloween and a little bit of dress shopping away from a fully functional uh, uh, Ghostbusters International approved yeah uh, uh, outfit that also happens to be uh, fashionable and it, yes some may say uh, sexy. I, I mean, do you you make it like you make the suit. No matter who make you are, you make yeah. that suit. So yeah. uh, that's that's keep that in mind. But um, plus so, the, uh, the the tiny little rubber backpack purse oh, doesn't oh, hold anything. Right. Yeah, so. that's that's <laughs> not really spirit, spirit. Actually, if you want, there you go. If you want to carry something, hit the Spencer's for the uh, oh, get the, the spirit Halloween pack slapped on yeah, a backpack. There you go. Oh wow! You can smuggle a lot of stuff into the nightclub in that one. But yeah, anyway, so that's it's good. I mean, there. it's it's good that there are options out there now. But so at any rate, uh, I know that people were as as usual when it happens that there is a semi pseudo accurate uh, costume that is presented. I know with the Novos that there was a lot of like uproar, and with this, there's a lot of uproar. Well, this is gonna have a bunch of people that think that they're Ghostbusters. Everybody, we're all fine. We're all cool. Everybody that still has their. Um, Flight suits, Inc., Gibson and Barnes uh, flight suits yeah. that are 100% accurate. You still have your 100% accurate flight suits. Uh, it's yeah, not, I'm a not little, affecting that whatsoever. No, I'm a little confused by that thinking of people, a whole bunch of people thinking around, th- running around thinking of their Ghostbusters. It's like, um, yeah. No, <laughs> they, not they a problem. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like, I got a jumpsuit. It's not accurate. Am I not a Ghostbuster? Right? Like, <laughs> Um, actually, you're you're and, not. Sorry, Chris. Oh, I, I actually meant to tell you this, but no. Oh boy, you get you, a guy gets a backpack or a proton pack, and all of a sudden, no. But the point is, is that you, at, at the, it's, it's like the costume equivalent of of people that jump on other people for not knowing, you know, uh, trivia. It's like yeah, everybody. <laughs> Everybody knows the Ghostbusters trivia except for when they didn't, right? Like it's just everybody's everybody's got to come yeah. into the fandom and level up. Yeah. So at a certain point, everybody's going to jump in where they can afford it and where they're comfortable. And it, let's and it's I think what it comes down to is they feel like it's going to take away from their accomplishments. Right. They put a lot of time and energy and money into being accurate, and it's like, well, unfortunately, you're supposed to do those things for their own sake, not. <laughs> For, for the uh, the applause you get, the pats on the back, the pats yeah. on the back, and all that, and and or if I, that was the cynical me answer. If you if you want the more, uh, if you want the Harold Ramis answer, <laughs> think of it this way: these costumes are out and exist now because 
those fans did all that. The time and energy and love mm-hmm. they put into their costumes and uniforms helped drive interest in the fandom forward to the point where a company, well, at this point, three plus companies have paid Sony for the yeah. right to make costumes Vying so other people yeah. could jump in, right? Like, and all it does is it grows the fandom. It's like, it does, it does not mean somehow, you know, the, the incredible workmanship they put into their costumes and packs is, is gone. It's, it's not. Uh, and at the end of the day, and we've, we've talked about this before at the end of the day, because their whole thing is the the straights won't be able to tell their stuff apart from ours easily. It's like, they, yeah, they that will. was always a problem. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they'll be impressed because yours lights up and is is huge, whereas the spirit ones are kind of obviously less and all that. But at the same time, yeah, my grandma would never be able to tell you apart. Like that's just that's neither here nor there. There was always yeah. that problem. You kind of you kind of have to do it for yourself. You kind of have to do it for your. And here's the thing, I guarantee you. For if if any of these people in full gear met up with anybody that got themselves a Ruby's one in a spirit pack and all that, those people would still be absolutely gushing at what person A has been wearing. Uh, yeah, we all started somewhere. Like what? we they, all started with an inaccurate pack or an inaccurate all, flight suit, or yeah. They yes, they bought off the shelf, and they've all come to play, and they are they more importantly are fully aware of how cool yours is compared to theirs because they can tell yeah. that how much time, energy, and work went into yours. So don't grumble. Stop no, grumbling. It, I, this I, is where we want to be. If we ever want to be Star Wars, we kind of have to put that thinking away yeah. and look at look at the pros on it. And this is this is the number one pro. It's not taking away from you. And if anything, if, you, if you're afraid that it takes away uh, acknowledgement of what you've done, no, it's existent as an acknowledgement of what you've done. What, yeah. you, what you made led to this. That's and, on you guys. And it's giving you accessibility to to cheaper materials, too. I've seen people that are now picking up the PKE meters uh, from Spirit and, you know, carving out yeah. holes in the middle so that they can put their iPhone into it. And now all of a sudden they've got a <laughs> Ghostbusters the video game PKE or better yet, they've yeah. got a holder for their phone when they're playing Ghostbusters World. Like you, you now have uh, this stuff that you can bash into whatever you want it to be, which is great. Pardon me. Groups that do uh, photo ops at cons and stuff like that, uh, they've always enjoyed these things because they can take them. They can uh, rip uh, the legs up to the, the knees and put Velcro on there so people can jump in and out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You can invite the public to jump into a uniform, but it doesn't take 10 you minutes the for them to climb in and out. the props yeah. that you need, and you don't care if uh, somebody's if dropping break your, or drop your prop. It or, uh, uh, yeah. Jacob of the S have some podcast is out there doing a dance contest and drops his <laughs> uh, trap and it smashed into a million pieces. But, uh, and not only that, to be honest for everyone grumbling, they still, I know every single one of them is probably looking at it going, what could I, how could I tinker with that? The number of people who just take it and it's like, yeah, it's not bad. How can I improve it? Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. You have a platform. That saves you a lot of time to get to a pretty good without a lot of cash. Totally, I mean, that's yeah. Not take a bad take thing. the trap and modify it by uh, using a three D printer to make it look like the video game trap, which a lot of people have done. Uh, yeah, very cool stuff. Right? So, um, and I've, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Uh, as a kid, I ran around in my Winnie the Pooh footy pajamas, and I swear to you, they were a Ghostbusters flight suit. That's all that matters is if it makes you feel like you're a Ghostbuster, and if you're really into it. You're yeah. in good shape. I still would yeah. run around in those footy pajamas if they fit me, but they don't. I'll just have to buy adult ones. That's what I'll do. Uh, I will say this. They they look pretty good. 
The, the footy pajamas or the no no the the the, the, the Ruby's costume. Oh Ruby's, yeah yeah yeah. This is almost like Ruby kind of the last couple of years. Ruby's has worked really hard to to to. I I know they're not doing. Maybe they are doing it deliberately. Maybe they sat down and had a, a meeting and said, "How do we get uh, Chris Stewart to stop talking smack about us?" And it's like, well, we may have to put out a jumpsuit that looks you know better. Yeah, we may have uh, to make a costume that looks like it does in the photographs when you go to the Halloween shop and you buy this thing in the bag and you're like, "That looks awesome," and then you get home and you're like, "What is this like painter's smock that they gave?" Okay, yeah. No, but um, anyway. uh, it's, so it's been it's been a decade of me hating those inflatable proton packs. So uh, uh, yes, again, they're accessible and they're fun at parties. So great pool toys. Great pool toys. Yeah. Um, so at any rate, yeah, Ghostbusters uh, deluxe. I'm sorry, premium costumes from Ruby's uh, hitting stores very soon for this Halloween. And now, without any further delay, I would like to inform. Uh, Brian Holden that uh, we did not have time in this podcast and we will get to him next week. No, I'm sorry. You are not the Matt Damon of our podcast, Mr. Holden. We will talk about you now. So the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) Mr. Holden, this is an intervention. Please have a seat. It actually, it kind of is. It kind of is. We love you. We're all, we're all here. We support you. We want to talk about how your Ghostbusters fandom is affecting all of us. Uh, so, so this is this is now an article that ran in the Wall Street Journal about a month ago. Uh, but nope, because of nope, Brian, this is not about our Ghostbusters addiction. This is about your Ghostbusters this is addiction. About you look in the mirror and tell no. Uh, so here's here's what the article was, and the article starts out very cynically, and you have a feeling that it's going to be poking fun at people. But it, it actually is very sweet, and it talks about people that love movies a lot. Um, but the the headline was, "Who ruins movie night? The guy that can quote every line." Um, which uh, you and I, Chris, probably guilty of that—that that we can quote oh, yeah. every line from a, a good handful of movies. I do refrain from doing so, as tempting as it may be. Uh, but so here's here's what the Wall Street Journal wrote about uh, Mr. Brian Holden. And then uh, Chris, you and I will, will have some advice for Brian. So the Wall Street Journal says, Brian Holden can't remember the name of his first grade teacher or most of his childhood birthday. But ever since he was little, he has been able to recite every line in Ghostbusters. After a lifetime of viewings, he still watches the 1984 comedy twice a week. I've told people just pick a spot in the movie. I can go forward from there, said Mr. Holden, a 35-year-old building superintendent from St. Catharines, Ontario. My wife doesn't like watching it with me anymore because she can see out of the corner of her eye that I'm mouthing the words. All right, Brian, here's the deal. (laughs) Okay, before you get going, I am actually kind of on his side a little bit. Can you remember your first grade teacher? No, uh, Mrs. Belk. She was very nice. She had blonde curly hair. I think um, I think most of us, especially as time goes on, will have trouble remembering. And yeah. two, like this is he's talking about. The, uh, they're talking about an age where it it gets harder to remember that stuff all the time. But it's yeah. neither here nor they're there. Fuzz, fuzzy memories. Yeah, there there is some suggestion that he cannot remember those because it's filled with Ghostbusters, and it's like, no, that stuff. No, I think some of that stuff just yeah, kind of falls he's away. He's thirty five years old, and it's kind of far enough in the rearview mirror that it's like, well, that was dropping the bucket, but. Uh, so at any rate, so uh, his wife doesn't like watching the movie with him anymore because it annoys her that he mouths the words. He doesn't say them <laughs> out loud, but he's like, I don't like lip syncing to the movie. It sounds like. Um, well, that 
that's her problem then, I think. Actually, oh, sorry. The, this started as an intervention this for, is Bri- uh, this is for an intervention Brian. Brian. And as it yeah. goes on, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm kind of with Brian on this one. <laughs> I do, but here's, I mean, the, the thing that I enjoy the most about watching this movie that I've now watched a billion times. I saw Star Wars 500 times. I, like... Do you remember uh, when it used to be a contest to who had seen it the most? Yeah. And summers along uh, the way, we'd seen it so many times, like, we just I've couldn't keep count. track anymore. I literally put it on in the background now because it's white noise for me, which I love. But I worked um, in a video store. There were summers where that thing ran every day oh, a couple times uh, a day, right? I so mean- the, the count is lost. Yes. I mean, people, I, I could be in this particular article in the Wall Street Journal because when I worked at the Sony store in Castle Rock, Colorado, the only laser disc that I played on all of the TVs was the the Criterion Ghostbusters over and over and over. And yes, they would have these amazing XBR TVs that came out and you'd want to show off the picture, but no, Troy's showing the Criterion disc of Ghostbusters again and again and again and again and again. Okay, um, here's, a, here's, a, here's a line graph. You can see here when Troy starts, there is a, an uptick, which we think is due to him showing Ghostbusters over and over. <laughs> but as you can see, as the months go on, sales drop which we think is because of him playing Ghostbusters playing over Ghostbusters and over. Playing Ghostbusters over and over, yeah. <laughs> and Troy having to explain to everybody why there are bars on the top and the bottom because they don't know what widescreen is in a 4 by 3 world, and it was oh, a mess. What? But anyway. Do you remember uh, when that, that there, was, there was that – I forget which studio did it, but they, they actually had like uh, – it wasn't Coppola. I think it might have been um, – what's his name? Um, uh, casino, etc. Help me out. Oh, uh, doing the SCTV. Scorsese, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I think they hired Scorsese to do like a two minute what the bars are about and why they're important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. So, uh, so Brian, here's, here's my thought. Because what I enjoy doing while I'm watching these movies, and I still, with Ghostbusters, with Star Wars, with Back to the Future, with these movies that we've all seen now collectively uh, numerous times that we can't even count, uh, apply the energy that you would be applying to recollecting lines and reciting things. And it's like when you're at, at church and you're reciting the same thing over and over again, where it's just become a mantra and everybody drones and you sound like druids, like b- focus your energy on something else, uh, by watching the corners of the screen or watching the people in the backgrounds or, looking where your eye is not supposed to be drawn in the frame because that's when you start seeing details and things that you have not noticed before and it makes it a new experience for you. And at the same time, conversely, you are not mouthing the words anymore and your wife doesn't want to throttle you with the remote control. Uh, you, you, you will, you'll have a better marriage. You'll have a better relationship. Uh, you will actually get more out of watching Ghostbusters because you'll see, I'm trying like the one thing that I recall is um, when the 4K disc came out. That's when I was really looking at like the backgrounds and the details and trying to find like, oh, is there a, a light stand or can I see stuff in in shots that I hadn't seen before? And that's when I really noticed uh, Lewis Tully's diploma hanging on his wall. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? The like when he goes to put the coat in the closet, his diploma's hanging on the wall, and he's got this really goofy photo of himself. You know, yeah. and the the blue uh, graduation gown, uh, his accounting school. It's it's such a funny, weird throwaway thing. But okay, who brought the dog? <laughs> who brought the dog? But it's in the background oh, behind him. We're quoting the movie now. See uh, exactly that Maybe happens. A, it's too it's easy. An, 
It's an intervention for all of us. But that's why you have to you have to focus that attention and that energy elsewhere. Um, and well, let's put it this way: I, yeah, it took forever until I finally noticed the um, uh, the rooftop party across from Central Park West. Oh, uh, uh, with all the boss shot. films. Um, yeah, the employees. Yeah, that uh, that, that kind of went unnoticed for you know. Decades plus, right? I was going to say, yeah, I think I didn't notice that until like maybe the the 25th anniversary Boss Films panel that they did at uh, Visual Effects Society where they actually showed you the footage from them shooting that to insert into the mat shot. And I'm like, there's people dancing on the – and then now every yeah. time I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're having a party. That's so funny. It came up again when I was looking at that Japanese uh, Museum of Science Fiction. Oh, uh, yeah, the laser disc, yeah. Because they talked to the the matte painter, and he's showing it. And you can see the big hole uh, for Central Park West insert. And then there's this (laughs) hole in the bottom corner. (laughs) And it was lost for the longest time. Let's be honest, lost for the longest time because uh, 99 is when we got the first DVD. Yeah, yeah. And that was about the time, because there was the clamshell widescreen VHS. Which didn't come until the uh, 90s, like right before the DVD. Like, like right 91. before the DVD. So maybe yeah. there's a chance that somebody that had a big TV, you might notice a little movement sort of thing. But mostly, no, you, it's just giant matte painting and you're looking at the center of the screen. The DVD came along and we all of a sudden then started noticing these side details. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the great thing now about uh, everybody having 4K TVs that you can now afford a, whatever, a a 40, 50-inch TV and you can see all these details, (laughs) giant size. (laughs) It kills me that I have a a 4K UHD, uh, I think it's like 50-inch or whatever, uh, that was really inexpensive to get. Uh, the the Blu-ray player to play the 4K <laughs> UHD disc I have uh, yeah, that's is a, a, whole is a story. little pricey. Yeah. However, uh, yeah, no no competition. Well, there's now competition, so they're kind of going down in price. But but it's crazy. We live in an era now that if you uh, on either Amazon Prime or for the time when it was up on Netflix, or if you go to you know Apple, uh, all 4K. Uh, you yeah. Know, well, Netflix, uh, iTunes Store has all the UHD the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so you don't even have to own the disc or whatever. You just have an, a nice TV and your streaming and or or digital downloading will give you that experience, right? To go yeah. looking for the the side stuff. Uh, the crowds at the end really become a wealth <laughs> of cool stuff. So to go seeing see. all of the extras and all the people that are just walking by. Yeah. Well, our favorite, the news guy. Uh, getting on the wrong side of the ecto like getting trapped on the wrong side of the ecto from his camera cameraman and sound guy right like that stuff just kind of yeah and those, you know, those we never are, really noticed brian brian those are the details that you can be seeing instead of trying to show off because i think that's probably what it boils down to is that your wife probably yeah. thinks that you are a trying to show off that you know all of the words by heart or B, that you're disinterested because you already know all the words by heart, so why are you watching this movie again? If you show yeah. interest and you're taking interest in and looking in those the deep, dark corners of every frame, um, <laughs> then you're engrossed in it, and she's then engrossed in it. You know, she feeds off of that energy, too, which would be that, so advantageous. what we're saying is, is if you, you've played the I can quote the movie card, she no longer thinks that's a great party trick. You need to move on to, okay, wait, watch for this. Watch in the bottom <laughs> corner. Yeah. Right, coming up right there. Did you see it? Ron Jeremy. 
and she'll be like, uh, no, stop. That's even more annoying than mouthing the words. Can you please go back to mouth? You know what? It's on her. He met her halfway. It's true. I'm going to, I will not say the words. I will just, I will mouth them. And she was like, nope. She, I can never tell. Like, she couldn't meet him halfway. I'm I mean, with Brian. You need, I, I mean, yeah. If if your wife, like my wife, humors me quite a bit. Like we were watching an episode of uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation <laughs> not like too to long ago. I'd like to interject. Uh, I will. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna. It's finish. hilarious that you say my <laughs> my wife tolerates me, and I was like, if she tolerates you, the only thing more hilarious is that is when you and I get together, and she has <laughs> to tolerate the both of us. Uh, well, that usually there's beer involved, so I think that helps her. Um, but but yeah. yeah, but you and I have nerded out, and she's there, and I'm kind of like, wow, <laughs> she puts up with a lot, doesn't she? She really does. She really does. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so you're watching Star Trek. Oh well, yeah, but you know we're watching Star Trek, and and I she's like, I'm gonna go in the kitchen and grab something. I'm like, okay, great. And then I notice something, and I pause it, and I wait for her to come back, and then I show her. And I'm really like you know excited about it, or I'm amused by it. And she kind of goes, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "Oh, but you didn't find that as funny as I did." All right. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm so just, I, I'm going to turn this off and go to bed now. <laughs> I'm all sad. I'm all sad. Troy sad. Mm, Sarah <laughs> smell bad. Uh, <laughs> so, so Brian. Uh, Here's here's the thing. Wait, did you just make a quote when we're giving him crap for yes, quoting? Yes, I did. Yet? I did. I oh. wanted to just get that in there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I mean and and Brian, I don't feel like the I, we're giving you crap because we love. We're we're teasing because we love. I don't feel like the Wall Street Journal was teasing you either. I think that they were no. saying that it was sweet and endearing. So the the headline was very misleading. You are not ruining movie night, maybe for your wife on occasion, but you're not ruining movie night for the world yeah see come if you on sat Wall down Street to Journal. watch like you know uh what is it three billboards out of what's it billings i, I just keep calling it three billboards because i can never three billboards yeah, yeah i picked that yeah. i thought that'd be a really clever movie to reference and then realized i ooh, it's like the englishman who went up the hill and came down the mountain and all the signs said the englishman <laughs> um but anyway it's like yeah if you're watching that and in the middle of it you're quoting ghostbusters yeah you're ruining movie yeah, then then don't do that Brian. yeah yeah. But that's not what's going on. Uh, Nor has no. it made you forget childhood uh, memories. We got to crush that right here, okay? Our favorite movies is not ruining our childhood. No, no, no. And and there are there's there's things that kind of make it sweet and endearing. Like when you go to um, like when I went to the Hollywood Forever uh, screening in the in the graveyard in Hollywood, and they showed Ghostbusters, and you have people yelling at the screen. It's true. This man has no dick. And then I'm like. This is not Rocky Horror Picture Show. I I, I kind of want to hear that line, everybody. Like there there are things that kind of go over that line a little bit, but I've at the same time, though, you're like, that oh, that's kind of amusing. Ghostbusters would make a really great midnight movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. But just I don't want to hear everybody else saying Bill Murray's lines. I want to hear Bill Murray say Bill Murray's lines. But anyway, well, that's different like argument. That, yeah, well. That's a discussion for another podcast. Yeah, exactly, and one one that we've had before. But anyway, so uh, Brian. Yeah, I don't we, remember. we talked about it. I think we talked about when uh, so, somebody out there was doing a midnight screening where uh, I think uh, the shadow, shadow players. That's we talked about it because they were shadow yeah. playing the movie in front of. And I was like, I don't know. The memory's lost. So obviously, yeah. Ghostbusters made me forget. That's okay. Um, you you forgot that we won an award at Dragon Con, uh, and uh, <laughs> now we're ne- we're definitely never going to win another PKE Surge Award. 
<laughs> Forget, <laughs> or you just never told me. Oh, I, the, I sent you a My photo. jury, my personal internal jury is still out on that no, one. Oh, yes. no, no. We won the... <laughs> What's your first grade teacher's name, Chris Stewart, huh? Hmm? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Boy, I only have... it's Up to grade six, it's just a blur, and I still can't even... I can remember the grade six teacher clearly because I hated her, but I uh, can't remember her name. Anyways. Yeah, see, that's how it goes. Anyway, Brian, uh, we'll we'll have a, a quote off with you at some point, but at, in the meantime, for your wife's sanity, for your sanity, watch the corners. Watch the backgrounds. Watch the corners. There's good stuff there. Corners of your eyes. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. YouTube. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris, we've done it. It's a lean, mean hour podcast once again. Barely. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you got this week in terms of, uh, of final thoughts? I had one and then I forgot what it was. What was it? Oh, um, I think it's more just Halloween stuff. I'm getting really like, like I can, I, it's like a, a barometric pressure wave and I'm just getting excited about things. Uh, you were mentioning Tiff earlier. Yes, like the yeah. the buzz over uh, uh, what is it, Danny uh, Danny McBride's uh, Halloween? Yeah, oh yeah, huge. Everybody's talking about it. Um, uh, they announced today, October twenty sixth, so the Friday before Halloween. Perfect time to drop it. Uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch, drops on Netflix. I have this friends is, that have worked on that. This, this is, is the darker exciting. Riverdale Sabrina. Uh, yeah. yeah, like yeah. like like not cutesy magic and broomsticks and all that. This is like yeah, dark forces, and uh, I'm all for it. Like this is this is you know uh, millennial Buffy. I guess I don't know what it yeah. is, but I'm I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, just the usual like you know, stand against evil is is. Uh, We'll be gearing up in time for Halloween uh, for those of us with. Uh, it's not AMC, is it IFC? Uh, yeah, IFC. Standing Stand versus Evil. Stand against Evil is on. Stand, IFC. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I no turned Ash on Amazon. versus Evil Dead. Oh, sad. Uh, but still, it was a good run. Still a good uh, run. Yeah. I turned on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, they've started giving us week by week now the the Purge series, uh, for, which is yeah. That's always good fun. I have plot questions about... <laughs> let's put it this way. It's a high concept uh, idea that really only works in one movie. And then the more it goes on, you now start asking questions. franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so if I electronically steal from a bank, that's not... Like, I'm okay. But if I'm still holding the money that's not mine after... 
can they and what if the bank's in another country like this <laughs> you start going down all these questions of all crime is supposed to be okay for 12 hours and I'm kind of like yeah there's a bunch of stuff that I'm not sure of yeah I don't know uh, but anyways, um, uh, I I do like. I hope that uh, somebody uses the pull quote for Sabrina from you that says uh, "Millennial Buffy." I guess I Chris guess. Stewart, yeah. Ghostbusters <laughs> International Crossref. That is a pretty good one, actually. <laughs> Millennial, Bu- Millennial Buffy, or whatever. I guess. I remember being asked for pull quotes back when I used to do reviews for IGN. They asked, they asked me for pull quotes. And, it was always for movies that I did not want my name on. This is why I'm not uh, more successful in life, I guess. Any cool news would throw their pull quotes on any old thing, and I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, I'd rather not, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so I give you a pull quote, you probably wouldn't want it. Uh, <laughs> You're definitely not going to use it on the one sheet poster. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's I'm I'm ready. I mean, again, uh, I feel like you you feel it in the air every time we're doing these episodes, like September, end of September into October. We just get giddy about Halloween, which uh, which comes through, and we want you to be. That's that's why we're doing this IGT contest. Uh, it's mainly, I mean, it's it's uh, some cool stuff from IGT, but at the same time, it's mainly to get you guys talking about Halloween on our voicemail. Yeah. So uh, so do that. Call the voicemail. Tell us about your Halloween movies. Uh, what's what's on your playlist? What do you have to watch uh, every year? What's a good companion? You watch Ghostbusters? What do you watch immediately afterwards? Uh, call yeah. that voicemail. Hit us up so that we can give you some some cool stuff. And uh, and and in the same uh, by the same token, you end up telling us a movie that we can use uh, in the podcast where we play all your voicemails, which will be a whole lot of fun. But um, all right, well, we almost we almost did it. It's a little over an hour this week again, but that's okay. <laughs> um, until next week, uh, more more fun things, less speculation, things that are confirmed uh, and not that will start the rumor mill churning. I promise. Uh, until then, we'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two Oh, anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.